to our podcast. Um, I am Matt, and uh, the other bloke is Cobbly. He's sat over there looking at me with mild contempt. He is my friend. It's an expression you've come to uh, admire. <laughs> what, he is my friend? No, contempt. Oh, okay. It's the best I can do with you, really, Cobbly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you've just been listening to uh, Morrissey um, with his excellent song, um, let me just... My love life. Find a bit of paper. It's written. It. Oh, my, I my know love you love life. one person. So yeah. why can't you love two, Matt? Why? Well, uh, because Cubby, I only love myself, and um, I don't really even count as a person. So it's less than one person, really. True. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so there we that go. Is, that is true. Uh, anyway, um, you know, I'm virtually certain Morrissey listens to this podcast and weeps. Well, this this is the whole issue, though. If if I could say one thing to Morrissey, and I, I feel as though this is my opportunity to do so, what I would say, Cubbly, is, uh, come on, Morrissey, cheer up, you old bastard. Come on. Sure cheer I, up, Morrissey. I'm sure he would appreciate that, Matthew. I'm so, really sure he would. So, we, you know, we've opened the uh, podcast with spreading a little bit of love. And yeah, that's, yeah. That's what today's episode is about. Um, because this podcast is basically where you and me talk about stuff we don't really know very much about. And um, love is one of those things. Yes. Yep. I do believe this is the very last podcast that we're going to be doing as well. It's the last one of the series. Way Enthusiastic. It's the last one ever. We might come back. We might come back. Um, what's your favourite episode been so far, Cubby? Well, because Matthew, I know it's been a very stressful time for you, what with being a change of the radiator in the interim between each episode uh, and all. Yeah, it's been a quite a stressful five weeks, six weeks for me. <laughs> My favourite episode so far... <sighs> it's, hard, mm. it's hard, really, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Because the, the standard has been low, but exactly. sort of universally low. There's it's, no like, one... it's, like, it's like asking, you know... Out of all these things that you don't know anything about, what's your favourite one? Hmm. You know. And a lot of people do come up to you and ask you that. <laughs> it's a question I get quite a lot in, in my life. Yeah. And I just scream and scream. <laughs> yeah. My favourite episode uh, was probably the uh, the astrology one, actually. It was quite insightful and we learned a lot yeah, from it. Yeah, yeah. Just, didn't we? Just through talking it out, we I feel a bit more enlightened after that one. Mm, the stars that, and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, it's just a shame that Mystic Meg couldn't make it. But uh, anyway, that's that. Mm. That's that. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This this episode is about love. Love. Um, 
What which, is love, Cobra? Which, which, well, that's that's the question, isn't it? Because it's such what a, you know, you you know, all these other subjects that we've picked over the past five weeks, movies and sport and stuff, that they're, they're not quite as ambiguous as love, because you know, my idea of love could be completely different to your idea of love. Yeah, I could it? think I could think love meant um, sticking your head in a dishwasher and repeatedly ramming it into your face. For what, all the you dishwasher. Know. Just looking at things in your flat, to be honest. I don't have a dishwasher. Oh. <laughs> what the in hell are you looking case, at? In that case, I'm actually hallucinating. What are you even looking at? It might be a cupboard. I should have said cupboard. <laughs> anyway, we're being sidetracked. Matt's idea of love, ramming his face into an imaginary dishwasher until the pain <laughs> subsides. A love between a man and a dishwasher, imaginary or otherwise, is as valid <laughs> as any other kind of love. <laughs> Some people say love is like a, a spiritual connection between human beings. Other people say it's like um, a kind of result of a genetic imperative in the brain and it's just your brain fooling you into thinking stuff. I think it's something to do with dishwashers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I <laughs> God. This is bollocks, isn't it? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think there's definitely going to be some kind of um, mutual... Voyage of discovery. We can meet each other halfway, not necessarily kiss when we do so. <laughs> or ram our heads against each other, whichever comes first. I, li- I like to see these podcasts as some kind of voyage of discovery, you know. In which we the- discover nothing. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm sure that, you know, something similar will happen in the next, you know, half an hour or 20 minutes or however long we can talk endlessly about things that we don't know much about. I think so. Maybe you and me can discover the true meaning of love. Or yes. failing that, yeah. fill some time. Yeah. And basically, when we end up talking about things that we don't know much about, we, we we fly back to our childhoods, to our high school and college years. and Yeah, which has sort of precipitated mild mental breakdowns in both of us. Correct. Yes, yes. I've been, <sighs> I've been to the doctors a few times in the past few weeks. But uh, yeah, but anyway, my point is that we end up talking about anecdotes. Now, I'm conscious that, you know, we're going to be talking about love today, which means that anecdotes may be brought up Mm. uh, that involve certain people from our pasts. Oh, yeah. So obviously, rather than using actual names of people in these anecdotes, we should probably point out now that uh, we'll be using um, assumed names. So, you know, names like uh, Helen and... Uh, Kirsty or Andrea, just like random just names random like names. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, just to just to avoid, you know, uh, any any uh, uh, litigation, l- litigation, <laughs> and liable incidents. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know, mate. I mean, we could start light-hearted. We could have. Um, what do people do? I know we could do a game of uh, Snog Marry Avoid, just to see where we're at with the whole love thing. Snog, marry, avoid, but um, with the seven dwarves. <laughs> no, I've got a better idea, right? Extreme snog, marry, avoid. So instead of snog, marry, avoid, it's like um, fuck, marry, kill. Matt, I think if we're going to be playing this game fuck, with, marry, kill with the, the seven dwarves, seven dwarves I, don't yeah. I don't think we should have that, Matthew. Oh, I don't want to have these strange thoughts in my head. What's your problem? They're made of drawings. They're not real. <laughs> All right. How about just snog, marry, kill? We'll compromise at snog, marry, kill. <laughs> All yes. right. All right. I bet between us we could uh, remember all seven dwarves. Seven? I reckon we could. Snow White and the seven dwarves. Not least because was. I've got a bit of paper with them written on. <laughs> <laughs> Telling them our secrets. Oh, no. 
So that's for the, that's one for the behind the scenes documentary. Um, so there's Doc. Yes, I remember Doc. Doc. Now, would you would you snog Doc? Would you marry Doc? Would you kill Doc? Well, I think you know if he's called Doc, then presumably he's got some kind of doctorate in something, so he's slightly intelligent. So maybe he's the one that you'd want to marry. Yeah, I'm glad you're taking this question seriously, though, actually, Cobbly, because a lot of people just dismiss this as kind of a flippant bit of nonsense. But you know, yeah. Well, I'm thinking you know more in the long term because obviously yeah. marriage if you... is a real commitment, <laughs> even if it is with a cartoon and, dwarf. And and well, that's it. I, I wouldn't necessarily be you know attracted to Doc, but. If he's, he's, you know, he's lying about an that. intelligent doctor, then he may have a good job in the woods. He's a bit of security, isn't it? In, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in, in the, the woods. Forest. What, if, what, the fuck, what the fuck do the seven dwarves even do, apart from dance around Snow White? Do they um, have jobs? I think they work down the... Um, Were they on the dole? The glitter mine. I don't fucking know. That's Got a good me. point, though. How comes right? How come a qualified doctor is working down a mine? Are they working down the mines? Yeah, because they... Oh, they're, got- they're Hi-ho, hi-ho. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's well overqualified, old doc, poor bastard. He's probably out falling on hard times. Maybe he got struck off the NHS <laughs> register from some scandal. Yeah. He looks like the sort. Yeah, so in that event, um, I'd probably still marry him. Yeah, he's a good catch, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. who's next? Who else can you remember? Happy. Happy. Happy, the stupidest, Happy. laziest named dwarf. <laughs> Do you reckon they're all like brothers and they just had weird parents? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Kind of like um, like your family, really. <laughs> My parents are normal, apart from the crimes. <laughs> now, can I play this one? Yeah. What, what could be more cathartic than killing a cartoon representation of happiness itself? <laughs> this is true, yeah. And, um, you know, as far as I know, there aren't any laws against uh, murdering cartoons. I think I would kill Happy. Just to see what would happen in the world. It's like that bloke A.A. Gill who shot a baboon because he wanted to know what it would be like to kill a human being. Is, it, is that even a real fact? Yeah. So he shot a baboon... To know what it would be like to kill a human being. Yeah. Presumably killing a baboon is not similar to killing a human being, though. Unless the baboon was like having had a top hat and was conversing <laughs> at the bank. I hope yes. so. <laughs> I'd like to pay my pension in, please, this month. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's like to kill a human being. <laughs> He's a fucking yeah. lunatic, that bloke. Are we going to do all seven of these? We're getting a bit hung up, aren't we, on this? So uh, we'll do quick fire ones. Grumpy, quick, go. Uh, uh, snog. You'd snog Grumpy. Yeah. You'd be like all half-arsed and like, oh, I can't be really bothered with this. Fine, I'd fucking kill him then, mate. <laughs> okay. Cool. Sneezy. Sneezy. Yeah. Um, well, don't snog him. You'd get all over no, the place. No, you get to, you get to <laughs> coughs and sneezes spread diseases. So yeah, that's what, that's what they that's what they tell me. For the sake of contagion, best kill him. Yes. It's a very good massacre, this. Could prevent a, an epidemic. <laughs> in the Disneyland. Of, um, yeah, exactly. You know, imagine that, Matt. Imagine the next Disney cartoon coming out. Um, and everyone's got all, like, leprosy and stuff. We've prevented that by killing Sneezy. So we do get some good out of this whole system. We've fucking killed three of them. Yeah. And we've married one of them. Yeah. Okay, this is, it's like something fucking Henry VIII would do, wouldn't it, if he had access to the... Yep, the I'm sure dwarves. if Henry VIII had the opportunity to marry <laughs> or kill the seven dwarves... <laughs> He'd follow along a similar path. Yeah. What about Sleazy? Sleazy? Yeah. I like Sleazy. I do like Sleazy. Yeah. yeah. He reminds me of um, back alleys and smells like back alleys. That's how I imagine that he'd be like anyway, if I met him. Like a bit Sleazy. Like a... Like a peep show. Mm. He's like a dwarf 
version of a peep show on a windy night. So you're going to marry him or what? Da, 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 da. It'd be kind of a weird wedding, though. I think you could only really snog Sleazy. He'd probably have an affair. Dopey. Nah, he'd fucking annoy the shit out of me. I'd marry him. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking, I'd kill him. Who's left? Who's left? Sleepy. Little snoozy sleepy. It seems like a waste of time to kill him because he's just asleep for most of the time. As his name suggests. Yeah. It's like they were born and I don't know what I was going to say. But enough of this childishness. Let's talk about your childhood. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Cobbly, who was your first true love? Love. Well... uh, I don't know if I can answer that question, Matthew. You're looking at me. (laughs) Yeah. This is heartbreaking. I remember in primary school. I wasn't in your primary school. I remember in In primary school where everyone like used to go around and say like, I'm going out with Stacey and I'm going out with Sarah and stuff like that. I remember um, that there was this one girl who we'll call Katie for this particular uh, part of the show who... uh, (laughs) Decided one it's day. It's an anagram of the real name, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, she decided this was like you know this would have been in year four or something, so I'd have been I don't know nine, and uh, she decided that her current boyfriend was not good enough, or it might have been him that de- decided that she wasn't good enough. But anyway, it got to the point where she didn't have a boyfriend anymore, and she was like, "Well, I need a boyfriend now." And I remember um, like walking up to her and going. I- I could be a boyfriend. <laughs> and she just looked at me. I didn't know me. it was that easy. She, what if I've been no, doing wrong all these no, years? No, Matthew, it wasn't that fucking easy because she looked at me like I was a piece of shit. Well, and was like, eh. she was like, it was like a, eh, n- no. And then I just like, like just backed back off into the shadows. <laughs> and you've remained there ever since. <laughs> yep. Stalking the same girl. Not really. Um, well, she does. She does live across the uh, the way just by pure coincidence <laughs> yeah. from my apartment. And Wherever uh, she moves, for some reason, coincidentally, you end up um, in the vicinity. Yeah. And it's also a coincidence that my telephone always seems to get like cross wires with her own telephone, Strange, so I can like listen into her conversations and things. Yeah, it's it's really weird. She got it looked at, but uh, you know. Well, I've been up the telephone wires myself a few times. Trying to sort it out with my binoculars. I also love her, Matt. I occasionally wonder how things could have been if uh, Katie would have just said, yes, Cobbers, be mine. They'd probably be very similar to how they are now, really. Yes, because like anyone, Cobbler, you crave the unattainable. And if you ever were to get the, the thing you desire most, it would no longer hold its allure. Matt, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, okay, take my dad, for instance. He thought he could achieve the impossible goal of loving several different people simultaneously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the offence is bigamy this week, isn't it? What do you mean the offence this week? It's It's not like we deliberately go through my dad's history and list his crimes. Yes, yes. But, uh, well, you, you brought it up today. Well, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, it's one of those occasions where I sort of look at how my dad's lived his life and I think, actually, there is a man who dared to dream. He dared to dream that it was okay to get married to more than one person at the same time who all lived within about a mile radius of each other. 
how many um, people did he marry? Well, the thing is, our local vicar wasn't very um, attentive to what was going on. <laughs> so I, th- I think he was quite forgetful and stuff. So I remember him, actually. I remember him. God rest his soul. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, he had a little book where he wrote down all the weddings, what he'd done. And at last check, is all there was like a whole page of ones that my dad had done. He'd not used like assumed names or anything like that. He was just marrying different people. Oh no, he wouldn't do that because my dad's an honest man. <laughs> but the police got involved, and um, a lot of those marriages were, voided. Were yeah. Voided. Yeah. Apart from, um, in fact, was it wasn't even the marriage with your mum voided as well? Yeah. Weirdly enough. Yeah. Because he got married to someone like in the seventies. That apparently he's still I married think, to. I think he's still technically married to Scylla Black. Yeah, a bit weird, isn't it? Blind Date. Yeah. I think he might have been a contestant on Blind Date and just said, uh, I don't want to do anything to do with these girls. I want you, Scylla. I want you. And she went, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is her catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> because as, as we all know, Scylla Black is part crow. <laughs> But anyway, that's by the by. Up until recently, your dad was pretty much living um, in an episode of Goodnight Sweetheart, but um, think, yeah. without the time travel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think once the time travel was introduced, the bigamy becomes more palatable. <laughs> but yeah, he was a veritable Gary Sparrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Goodnight Sweetheart, of course, for all of our German listeners, um, is a, a sitcom, a British sitcom, about a bloke from the 90s who has the ability to travel back in time to uh, World War Two, and he sort of goes back and forth between the two eras and uh, gets married in both. Mm, mm. And uh, has to juggle his time between both eras and both wives with hilarious consequences. Yep. I mean, you know, d- does, you know, does it make it right that it was in a different time period? It's a very morally ambiguous programme, Good Night, Sweetheart, but... Yeah. Uh, Brilliant science fiction, I'm sure you'll agree. I personally prefer the later series where like the writers started to run out of ideas between like modern times and World War One. Um, yeah. and then start like started introducing like different time periods that Gary would like walk into that little side street and travel back to. Oh yeah. Did you see the one when he when he went to Egyptian times? Yeah, and got and got that wife in uh, Egypt. Cleopatra. Yeah. And it just it just became funny because he had like, you know, I don't know, twenty different wives. And he'd just try and juggle his time, and he, you know, it was, it was. You think it was because hard enough still, with just two. He could two. still go between all the different time periods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a wormhole, yeah. like a yeah, like a little maze in like, like this like like a burrow uh, or rabbit's burrow of yeah. time. Yeah. So I thought it got more interesting. A lot of the critics thought that it was just getting a bit ridiculous, and you know, uh, jumping the shark or whatever that phrase is. Yeah, especially that episode where he married that shark. <laughs> That yeah, the un- weird, the undersea one. Yeah, yeah, that was a bit weird. Because that's not even a time period; it's just under the sea. Yeah, it's just he just <laughs> he just went under the sea and got married to a got shark. A really fucking avant garde towards the end. Yeah, yeah. But I think that shark um, found out that he was having an affair and like savaged a couple of his wives. That was fucked up. That one. Yeah, and uh, it's just a shame that it uh, came to an end so abruptly. Oh, but that last episode, mate. Come on, that was amazing. Yeah, where he just like blasted off into the future. Blasted off into the future. And you just, you know, and just left the audience to ponder upon, you know, what crazy antics he'd get up to in the future. Because up until then, you know, obviously it was all in the past, but as soon as he blasted off into the future. Blasting off into the future. Blasting off with his, with his arm in a fist like Superman. Like Superman, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I've opened up with uh, a little anecdote, I think. Uh, about your past. About, yeah. 
Yeah. But your first rejections. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. think like what is the most kind of ridiculous thing I've done in order to uh, impress a prospective future partner and then fails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to hear this. Well, when I used to work at the pub, there was this girl I reckoned I might have a shot with. So what I did, right, was I started um, essentially lying to her about things that I found out she was interested in. Brilliant. She was like a a Japanese student. I should clarify that um, she was a student of the language of Japanese. I don't go randomly propositioning vulnerable foreign students (laughs) wherever I find them, in spite of what you might have heard about me. And my antics. Did you pretend you were Japanese? It, it would have been a hard sell to do that. <laughs> what I did do was, because I knew she was a student of Japanese, was... Now, this was my first mistake, probably. I said, oh, right, you, you're a student of Japanese? Yeah, um, I, uh, I speak a little bit of Japanese myself. <laughs> that was my first mistake. And the reason it was a mistake was because I don't. And I had really no chance of backing that claim up. Not without running to the toilet and desperately looking up the Japanese language on like Wikipedia or something. Yes, and this being in like the early 2000s, probably Wikipedia wouldn't be in the toilet. I know toilets nowadays have a lot of them. They're all hooked up to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Many a time I've run to the toilet after being asked a particularly difficult question mm. and returning with, with all the knowledge that uh, Wikipedia toilet brings. So, yeah, um, I didn't really have much chance of... Uh, Getting away with that. I managed to sort of front it out and go, Arigato. Konnichiwa. That is, those are two words. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that sort of went okay. Now, my, uh, my final mistake, which I think properly... Um, Exposed you for the charlatan that you, uh, you are. I thought it would be quite a good idea, because I play a little bit of music, to write a little, cute little song. Now, this is where... It goes from me being a charlatan and a liar to me being <laughs> slightly creepy. Because not only did I do this, record it onto a little disc, I happened to know where she lived because I'd given her a lift home once. Excellent. And Excellent. I posted it through her letterbox. <laughs> and, um, Why don't I know this, Matt? Why have you never told me this before? <laughs> because I am uh, ashamed. <laughs> and... Um, Things got a bit awkward after that. So that is my interesting story. Awkward in that um, her mum picked up the CD, played it, <laughs> and then fell in love with you. <laughs> um, yes, and uh, we are now married. But it's a loveless marriage, Cobbly. I've never been so depressed. <laughs> well, darling, if you're listening, that was a joke. <laughs> Just a little podcast joke. A little podcast joke from little Matt. <laughs> You're a little matty watty. <laughs> you got on tonight and she just fucking paced you. You're not going seeing that cobbly again. Not, not the rolling pin. Not bad influence on you. No. You always come on full of fucking beans. I can't believe you never told me about your wife, Matt. <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've, something about this podcast, it's made me open up. Like it made you open up about your primary school trauma. Yeah. And, uh, you know... I think it's now my turn to open you up even further because we're talking about the deepest subjects of all and what could be deeper than the mind of Cobbly in everyone's favourite bit of the podcast. (laughs) The Cobbly's (laughs) Dreams section. Segment, section, section. 
Matt, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> Come on, like, Cobbly. Have like, you had any dreams about love? You've dragged it on for five weeks. And it's been brilliant. It's, it's not, the best it? bit. I'm gonna, not. I've had so much fan mail. Right, right. Why don't we, right, the shut bit. the fuck up. <laughs> Why don't we just spin it round and fucking spin your head round? You, man. yes, for the last ever fucking podcast of my entire life what? with a bit of luck. <laughs> what dreams have you had? About well, you love. can't use the Cobbly's dreams. Well, it's now, yeah, well, it's now the Matt's dream segment, section, segment, segment. Matt's dream? I never thought of it the other way around. Oh. Yeah, real real interesting, isn't it, Matt? Come on. What have you dreamt about love? Tell um, me about your love dreams. You know, it's a, it's a strange thing, Cobb. Now, now I see it from the other point of view. It's it's not actually that good, is it? This, this, this section is rubbish. This This section's always been rubbish. It has. Now you know how I, I feel. Why didn't you tell me? If I'd known, I wouldn't have bothered with it. This is ridiculous. Can't believe you made me do this. So what? Was That's you... the end of the Cobbly's dream section. It's over. I'm sick of it. It's shit. So what was your dream about love? Did you have a dream about love? I dreamt that one day someone somewhere would love me. Uh. Where was your first kiss, Matt? Just location. Don't know. Mine was um, a youth club. Was it the youth instructor? No. Was it my dad? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be very strange. It'd be quite funny if you and my dad were having an affair and you'd never told me about it. Yeah, that'd be it is hilarious. the kind of thing he'd do. <laughs> but anyway, I feel that we've come to a, a rut in this podcast. Yeah. I have nothing more to say on the subject of love. Yeah. There's only one solution to this problem, Cobbly. Isn't there that thing on ITV later that's like a kind of sleazy dateline call thing? What have you been watching in the early hours, Matthew? Just stuff to keep myself happy in the lonely nights. Well, I wouldn't know anything about these sleazy dateline TV. Oh, you should watch it because they don't. ITV. They have like adverts for it, and then they have like extracts from some of the great calls they do. It's All right. ace. Right? Is it one of those where you just get like semi-naked women on the screen going, "Phone me." Yeah, it's great. I've many happy hours watching that. And that's on ITV? Yeah. Yeah. Stick it on. It's kind of a bit like love talking to some uh, lady at the other end of the phone that you'll never have any hope of meeting or indeed doing anything to or with and who probably hates you. Yeah. And probably hates most other people. Yeah. I can't think of a more appropriate way to end. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Some of it has been good. Well, most of it has been shit. But some of it has been good. And I can only hope that um, our next um, joint enterprise is something slightly better. Like a suicide pact. Hey, I'm Shirley, and I want to tell you a little secret about me. Shh! Here I am, at home, all alone. I get so lonely and so horny. I need a real man to come talk to me. That's right, I mean you, big boy. Hard day at work? Wanna relax? Pick up the phone. Why not give me a call? I'm your one-stop hotline for hot chat. Like what you see? Don't be lonely. I wanna party with you. Hmm. I know just what you want. Pick up the phone. 
Call now on 1257-411-SEXY Remember boys, you must be 18 or over What's the matter? Cat got your tongue? Hey baby, Shirley here Oh, I'm so glad you called. I've been so lonely. Hello, is this uh, Shirley off uh, that ITV show, um, Sexy Times? It surely is, big boy. What's your name? I can tell by your voice that you're a man that I can depend on. Uh, yeah, well, I am a man. Um, I'd rather not, you know, give me a real name. Because I think, well, I can hear myself on telly for starters and, like, you know, they might be like workmates and things, so I'll just say my name's Kevin, if that's alright. Well, Kevin, I've been waiting all night for your call. What are you doing tonight? I want to know all about you. And maybe I can tell you a little thing or two about me as well. Uh, okay, well, um, I work in the building trade, and, uh... I'm feeling, well, I was feeling a bit lonely. So, like, when I saw your little advert saying, you know, if you were lonely, give her your ring, I thought I'd give you a ring and, you know, and see if you could, like, cheer me up a little bit. What are you, what have you been doing tonight, Shirley? What are you up to? Well, Kevin, I've just been lying here in my negligee. Eh? Is that French? You're such a tease. But I'm just in my underwear. Lying back on the bed, thinking about those big, strong builder's arms you've got. Oh, well, I was lying about that as well. I'm not really a builder, I'm just telling you lies. I don't want to give away who I am on telly. That's okay. I can tell by your voice that you're a a real professional. I wonder if you're as professional in the bedroom. What? I'm just, you know, I'm not in bedroom, I'm in the living room at the moment, just on phone, because it's not one of those ones that you can walk around the house with, otherwise I probably would be sat on my bed, but it's like I've got a lead. Why don't you just take a little lie back on the soft, warm sofa, and we can talk a little bit about what you would do if you were in the bedroom. Well, surely I'd love to lie down on my sofa, but I've recently split up with my wife... And she's taken all the furniture and basically I'm just left in this empty room with a telephone with a lead on it. So I've been a little bit lonely, which is why I've got a telly as well. It's only one of those little ones, but I thought, you know, I'd ring you and you might be able to cheer me up a little bit. Because I don't actually have a sofa to lie back and talk to you about and I can just kneel, kneel down in the living room. Shirley? Oh, honey... Let me see if I can soothe a little of that loneliness out of you. Oh, what have you got? What have you got planned? Well, let's get started. Tell me a little about what you're wearing. Well, Shirley, I've uh, I've got my bathrobe on. Hmm, and nothing underneath. Hmm, I like that. Well, I do. I've got my dungarees on underneath. It's just like a bit cold because. She's cut fucking, uh, oh, am I allowed to swear on our TV? We can talk as dirty as you like, Kevin. Well, she's fucking cut the, uh, the line to the electricity, so I don't have any electricity, it's just, it's really, it's really cold in here, so I'm really cold, and I'm knelt down 
and I'm wearing bathrobe as like a kind of coat because she's cut up all my coats. Well, let's not talk about her. Well, you know, that was the idea of ringing you to try and take my mind off her. I didn't even do anything wrong. She's just fucking stood taking all my stuff and cut my clothes up. I haven't done anything. You know, usually like, you know, blokes that have that done to them have like had affairs and things. I've, I've been, I was nothing but faithful to her. There's nothing to her. Hmm, I can tell in your voice you know how to make a girl feel like the only girl in the world. I'm sure I would never do a thing like that. Though I am interested in seeing what's underneath all those clothes. I wouldn't cut them up. Although, I wouldn't be opposed to you maybe tearing a few of my clothes. Wait, what, like cutting them up? I don't know about that, surely. I, I don't know if, I don't think I could do that to you. It, you know, I, it's quite a bad experience, really. Maybe grab them with your teeth and tear them right off of me. Oh, you're being saucy. Sorry, I misunderstood that first. I thought you like meant that you want you want me to like bust into your house and start damaging your property, which you know, quite frankly, is probably against the law you know even if i wanted to do it i probably wouldn't say it on on live tv because there's probably a policeman listening somewhere isn't there uh okay hon so uh what do you want to talk about we can talk about anything you like well main mm. reason that i'm phoning you up really was you know to like talk dirty to you down telephone but I feel a little bit you know embarrassed being on television but I suppose you know I could have like a bit of a, a saucy chat to you what's your favourite type of kiss what is it like um, a tongue kiss or like a little peck on the cheek my favourite kind of kiss isn't the kind of kiss on the lips but there's nothing I wouldn't try <laughs> oh fuck fucking hell fuck get Get away! Go away! Wait a minute, sure. I'm just going to open up a window. There's a beehive in here and bees keep flying out of it. I've got stings all over my face. That's why I've been off work for the past couple of weeks because I have like a really bad reaction to bees. And like, I'm, I'm sure that my, my wife has put a beehive somewhere in this room. But there's just so much rubbish strewn everywhere, like empty crisp packets that I can't find the beehive. Yeah, um, that's real awful. Um, maybe I can take the pain and the sting away. What, have you got some ointment? Whereabouts are you? Are you I'm from up north. Are you like, I bet you're down south, aren't you, being RTV? You can come up and bring me some ointment. Well, um, that's, uh, that's swell and all. I've, uh... Got a few more callers on the line that I, oh. I'm just aching to get to. I'm, I, 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 I'm sure you'll uh, f- find some way to sort those naughty bees out. Um, you go, you go in. I'm sure we'll talk again, Kevin. Don't, don't leave me with the bees. All I have are bees and my bathrobe, my dungarees, and some crisp packets on the floor. That's all I've got left, and some cut-up clothes. Can someone get this guy off the line, please? Yeah. Okay. Um. I love you, Shirley.
coming up in season two of Matt and Cobbly's podcasts. More topics that the boys know nothing about. Agriculture. I once had a tractor. How'd you get on? How do I, how do I get on? How did you get on with the tractor? Oh, I thought you meant how did I get on the tractor? You just like go up the, the just go up the steps. Cats. I used to think I was allergic to cats, hmm. but um, turned out I was allergic to um, the musical Cats. <laughs> it's more, it was more I was allergic to the concepts of cats than the actual things. I was once savaged by a cat. Politics. All right then, all right, all right, we'll settle this. Who is your favourite president? I just don't know, Matt, I just, I really like them all. Food. My freezer has got a giant leak in it. That's that prized leak that was stolen from the parboiled garden fair. Oh, bollocks, I shouldn't have said that on the podcast. Oh. It's going to be some angry gardeners after you, Matt, after today. Shit. Video games. Sonic the Hedgehog's pretty cool. I once got off with someone dressed like Sonic the Hedgehog. I once got off with someone dressed like the L block from Tetris. The actor Hugo Weaving. Right, so Cobbley, what would you do if you came home, right, and you went up to your bedroom and the actor Hugo Weaving was in your bed and every time you tried to get in, he would, like, throw crisps at you? Well, I'd probably have to hoover up the crisps and then I'd leave him to it and buy a new bedroom. I suppose that's reasonable. Also, who is Hugo Weaving? More in-depth discussion than ever before. I can't believe what your dad did this time that was similar to this topic of conversation that we're having on this podcast. There was just so much carnage, Matt. I have no dad! Also introducing a third member of the podcast squad. And then, right, I got my head stuck between the railings, you know, the railings outside the school. And I had to use, like, some butter I had with me to sort of try and slip out again. It's a bit of a nightmare, to be honest, Cobbley. Do you think this is funny or something? Who's that? Oh, that's Nigel. He's in the podcast now. He's the, he's the third member. Oh, right. Uh, hello. You don't notice him. He's been here all this time. I don't know. I was, I was too busy thinking about my... Too busy talking shit. All right, come on, mate. I met him at work. He, he likes the podcast and stuff. He's a bit overprotective of me. He doesn't think that you're that funny. Oh, uh, well, give me a chance, Nige. Don't mind if I call you Nige, do you? I do, actually. Things start to hot up as the relationship develops between the boys. Thing is, Matthew, me and Cobbley have been talking and we don't think that you're a productive member of this podcast team. You just uh-huh. talk crap all the time, you lie, and we just don't think that you're a positive influence on either of us. So we've made an executive decision... Hold on, hold on. And don't interrupt me. We've made an executive decision and we've decided that we're going to do this podcast from now on on our own. But, You're fired. But, but I just thought of a brilliant new section. Just... Nigel's dreams. Just... just leave. I think you better leave, Matt. I'm sorry. Fine then. Screw you, guy. I don't need you. I don't need you guys anyway. I could start my own podcast if I wanted to. And I will, because it'll be brilliant, and it'll be called Matt and Not Cobbley's Podcast. So screw you, and, and stuff. I knew it'd be childish like that. So, uh, Cobbley, what have you been dreaming about? Matt and Cobbley's Podcast, Season 2. Coming later this year. Listen to a podcast, here is a podcast, listen.